Welcome to the Be All You Can Be MSC, a podcast dedicated to empowering Army Medical Service Corps officers and professionals like you. I'm your host, Stephanie Moore. On today's episode of the Be All You Can Be MSC podcast, we are going to break down the AIM resume. So for all of you AIM marketplace goers whose marketplace opened up yesterday and now you're in a panic, I'm here to give you some tips and insights for your AIM resume and the best method of selling yourself. So what's the AIM resume? So it used to be on the back of your officer record brief, but now the officer record brief has been replaced by the soldier talent profile in IPSE. However, in case you weren't aware, the AIM resume still exists at the AIM website. So it's important that you have a good breakdown of your AIM resume. It's supposed to offer an insight to any gaps that your soldier talent profile doesn't provide. It's supposed to provide a summary of you as a leader, offer insight to any civilian experience that you might bring to the table, discuss any additional skills and certifications that make you qualified for the position, discuss any languages that you bring to the table, insights to the education, insights to your assignments, cultural experience and travel, and very importantly, your references. However, There is no set format on this. So I know HRC Human Resources Command has offered a great tool called the AIM2 Resume Tips, a way of getting after your AIM resume. And for all the listeners out there, everything that I'm referencing, I am going to link on the LinkedIn page for the Be All You Can Be MSC podcast so that you can have access to the visuals. But for right now, I need you to close your eyes, unless you're driving, then I just need you to visualize what your AIM resume looks like. So for HRC, when you look at their one sheet AIM2 resume tips away, when we look at the top left block on there, it's the summary. And so HRC says, what sets you apart from your peers? Summarize your overall skills, desires, and career goals. What kind of job you're looking for? What opportunities you want to be considered? So a very vague description of that block. So I would say in my experience, and I've been through AIM as well as a mover, um, I'm going to share some tips, tricks, and things that I've heard from other senior leaders that can make you more marketable in your summary bullet. So there's several ways you can get after this. You can write a paragraph and fill out all the white space that's in the summary. However, I would challenge you to be comfortable with white space because the other thing you need to think about is who is receiving these AIM resumes. So for some of the more competitive leadership roles out there, like a battalion XO or a brigade primary staff member, it's probably going to be either the commander or possibly even the brigade XO that's looking through 20, 30, in some jobs are so competitive, there's over 60 applicants. So how do you make that AIM resume stand out? I will tell you, it's not by filling all the white space, but it's on being clear, 
concise. And so in the essence of clear and concise, what do we expect in the... So one of my back that I've heard on the summary, specifically for field grade officers. So if you are a major and above, at this point in your career, you should have a good sense of who you are as a leader. So offering a summary, even if it's a one sentence on what is your leadership style and what resonates with you as a leader when it comes to your strengths or your experience. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me offer you an example. And again, these are just examples and just tips to hopefully help you refine your AIM resume. An example of this would be ardent leader with 16 years of servant leadership experience leading military and civilian personnel with an outstanding record of accomplishment in operations, administration, project management, teaching, coaching, and mentoring, team and relationship building that translate into the delivery of exceptional outcomes. Can you envision the type of leader that this is? Does their leadership style resonate with you? The other thing that you can highlight in the summary area is what your breadth of knowledge and experience is, because we all have a variety of backgrounds and assignments. So that means we all don't have the same knowledge and experience. So please highlight that. If you have been focused on strategic assignments, force generation, then tell us that. If you've been focused on tactical and operational of health service support, then tell us that. With regards to the summary, another tip, you can list out what you feel like your strengths are. So if you feel like your strengths are developing others, list that. If you feel like your strength is critical problem solving, then tell us that. If you feel like your strength is negotiation, communication, then tell us that. Because the other piece of this is think of the AIM resume as your little one-shot cheat sheet for when you're doing your interviews. Because at some point in your interview, you're going to be asked what type of leader you are, what type of leadership you have, how you would handle a situation. If you've already done the deep dive to describe yourself and your leadership style, it gives you a step ahead when it comes to answering those types of questions. I know I talked about a possibility of how you could describe yourself in that summary. What if as a field grade officer, all you said is, hey, I'm currently looking to be on brigade staff. I'd like to be the brigade S1. Now, does that resonate with you as much as the previous description? Now, before the lieutenants and captains panic, yes, I know you don't have as much experience, but then this is exactly a great place to discuss what you see your strengths in and perhaps the jobs you are looking for or what you think you're passionate in. And, and tell us that if the next phase for you, you feel like you've done platoon leader time or XO time, you feel like you've been a great asset in the field hospital as a staff primary and you're ready for company command, then tell us, hey, I'm looking for an opportunity to be a company command I find my strengths to be the following, or even tell us what you're interested in pursuing when it comes to an AOC, if you're already at that point in your career, um, because it gives those leaders a better idea um, of how to potentially utilize you or if you might be the best fit for that position. 
Because let's face it, we all want to try to put people in positions where we know they're going to be excited and passionate about because typically they're more successful. All right. So we've talked about the summary. Let's talk about the top right block, the education block. And before you do it, this is not the place to list out all of your education that's already listed on your soldier talent profile. However, if you did exceptionally well from a GPA standpoint, please highlight that. If you did a 3.5 or higher, or you were an honor grad for your undergrad, or if you have a master's degree, then please list that out. Or if in your undergrad, you had a unique internship that you did or a program associated with that undergrad, then highlight that for us. Give us a little more insight to some of the knowledge and skills that you might have that make you unique. For our more senior officers, the field grades, if you teach, coach, and mentor, this is an opportunity to highlight what you do to give back to the profession of arms. So if you provide a leader professional development, if you are a subject matter expert in your field and you provide consulting, whether it's to the Army Surgeon General or you are a specialty ASI, so a secondary identifier, say as a capability developer or a sec- science and technology acquisition officer, this is a great way to highlight what that education is or if you educate or invest in others in our profession. So a very broad range for the education piece here. And again, you do not need to fill up all the white space here. I would challenge you before you go writing a paragraph, sometimes bulletized or short sentences are a lot easier on the eye and they're easier for someone to scan if they're looking through multiple resumes for keywords or things that might stand out that are unique about you. All right, so the next line will be the civilian block. It's in the middle left. So this is the one I feel like is the most controversial. And why do I say it's controversial? Because it's so darn vague. So for HRC, they say, what work have you done to better the community? How did you solve a problem? How did you improve civilian military relationships? The reality is some of us don't have the time yet in our current career or assignment to volunteer in the community. However, when you take your kids and you volunteer your time at their soccer game to be an assistant coach, I would argue that you are giving to the community. You are still providing leadership and extending yourself to the service of others. So that would be an example of something you could highlight. The other thing is, if you've done some incredible jobs before you joined the Army, uh, let's say that an example would be you were an EMT and you had some fantastic experience doing crisis management or assisting others with medical care, then tell us that. Or even if it was a job like you were a manager at a bank, but you use that skill to refine your leadership then tell us about it. Um, And then of course, if you volunteer in the community, whatever that volunteering is, if you are giving your time to others outside of work, then you are volunteering your time. And it can be small, so don't underwrite the small things that you do. And an example of that is if you provide extra support at your church, you go early and you provide that support, well, that's still volunteering. 
if you go to the local shelter and you take the dogs on a walk on the weekends because it's relaxing and it helps you unwind, that's still volunteering. So make sure you highlight that. We're really just looking to gain a little bit of insight to what do you do when you are not at work wearing the rank? How do you spend your free time? The other thing is you could highlight things like, hey, on the weekends, I go mountain biking, I go hiking. I find that the outdoors is a great way to balance myself mentally. Um, it's, I have a true passion for the outdoors. But still, you're offering an insight to you as a leader. And that's all we're looking for in this block. All right, so let's move on to the assignments piece. I feel like the assignments is kind of like the education block. The temptation is there to just list out all of your assignments you've had that we already see on the soldier talent profile. But what really we're looking to capture here, have you had a unique mission or task that you felt like you either gained something as a leader or you felt like you did an exceptional job and you want to highlight that to us? Because sometimes we get tasked to be on strategic planning groups. Um, sometimes we get the opportunity to go be observer coach trainers on an NTC rotation at the National Training Center. Those are various experiences that might be unique or that you gain something from. And this is your opportunity to highlight those very like exceptional, cool experiences that you got in some of your assignments that have helped shape you as a leader. The other thing too, for our lieutenants out there that don't have a lot to put in here, share with us any of the exercises you got to participate on during your time as a cadet that you felt gave you um, an exceptional insight or something that you truly enjoyed. Feel free to share that here. For officers that have prior service um, and you are still a company grade, it's okay in this block to ex to highlight some of the experience you gained as a prior service NCO, because it's still experience and knowledge that's helping shape you for the officer and leader you are today. Additional skills and certifications, well, I'm going to tell you, you have a lot of freedom here, okay? There's no right answer with that. You can list things like secondary ASIs. You can list actual certifications that you've received. Um, and I will give you a couple examples of what those might be. So you could list on here if you did the Lean Six Sigma. You can list on here if you did the Unit Officer course. You can list on here if you did the Human Resources Management 70 Foxtrot course. The sky is the limit. You can also list any articles or writing that you have published, anything that you're working towards, or perhaps you have a unique skill that you think can be used to improve the Army. So like, let's say that you're actually certified in Microsoft Office and or you're certified to be an instructor in Microsoft Excel. Those are things that have value to the Army and the organization. So please make sure you list that and give yourself credit for those unique certifications that you might have. All right. So on to the cultural experience and travel. So you can go many ways with this as well. Again, we're trying to get a little bit of insight to you. Now, HRC says you use this to highlight your experience in travel and how that can improve the Army or what you've done experience-wise to set you apart from your peers. But I would say anything that is in the realm of cultural experience, you can share. So for me, on my AIM resume, 
I shared the fact that I was raised in Bavaria, Germany, and I didn't come to the United States till I was 15. Why? Because that has shaped me culturally, and it has shaped the person who I've become today. I also shared where in my personal travels I have gone. Um, you can ex- you can even share you know, cultures that resonate with you if you haven't traveled much. You know, if you always had a f- an affinity or you're drawn to Egyptian culture, but you've never left the United States, there's nothing wrong with sharing. Hey, I always have been drawn to Egyptian culture. It's something I study in my free time. I love all things Egyptian. It just fascinates me to look back in history. Why? Because it still gives an insight of you. So in the lack of experience, don't be hesitant to share a little bit about you and insight about you. All right. And the last portion, well, it's not the last portion. So the second to last portion is the languages. So you are able to list languages here, even if you haven't taken the actual language testing. So if you're a native speaker, please put it here. Um, If you can read, write, it's always to your benefit to highlight the skills you have because you never know when you might need them. Like myself, when I was deployed, I am a native German speaker. Um, There was something that arose where they needed someone that could translate from German to English. Um, And they were able to identify that I could fit that need and I was able to go and support that mission set. So again, you never know. So don't not put what your abilities are language-wise on your AIM resume. Now, drum roll, please. One of the most important parts of the AIM resume is the bottom right for your references. Now, I know the AIM marketplace opened yesterday, but don't panic when I give this advice. You need to make sure your AIM references know you are in the AIM AIM marketplace. And please download and send them a copy of your AIM resume. Make sure, if possible, that you have a cell phone number for those leaders. That way, when someone calls them, they can reach them, A, and B, you want them to speak as if they recently spoke to you or had you in their organization. Because what's going to happen is the first place everyone's going to go is they're going to say, who do I know that knows this officer? And then you're going to call them up and I'm going to call them up and I'm going to be like, hey, John, what do you think of Mary? And what you want to have happen is, oh my gosh, Mary was exceptional. When she was my assistant S2, she did the following. Or when Barry was my brigade three, he was exceptional. He did the following. Or Lieutenant Smith was outstanding as a platoon leader. And our medical readiness was at 100% thanks to all their efforts. What you don't want to have happen is them to go, John, John. Oh, you mean Lieutenant Carrie. Oh, yeah, Lieutenant Carrie. I can't remember when I served with them. And the reason for that is you really want to list references that hopefully truly know you or can speak to your leadership abilities and capability. The reason you want to give them your AIM resume is you want to remind them of what your qualifications are. The other thing I highly encourage you to do is once you've actually rank ordered your top, 
I would say 25 jobs, make sure you tell them what those jobs are that you're going for. Because that way, senior leaders like to help their junior officers or the officers that have served for them. And what you want them to do is when they get that phone call is to be able to highlight why you are the best qualified for those positions that you're seeking. Now, who goes on here? So there's a lot of conversation about rank and who goes on here. So I tip for you, in my opinion, after talking to several of my senior leaders as I was refining my own AIM resume is retirees. So it's okay to put retired like a retired colonel if they're newly retired and still recognizable in the community. Retired GOs and SESs are okay to put if they are still recognizable in the Army community. But typically, you want to try to focus on active. So active and then also one rank or higher above you. So for the lieutenants out there, please try your best to have captains or above as your references. It's great, though, if you only have field grades, but the possibility of that just might not be there yet because you haven't been in long enough, and that's okay. So putting on there your colonel that was in charge of your ROTC program is okay as long as they can speak to your abilities. And then what about GS civilians? Do civilians go on here? So I would say civilians, typically you want to make sure that they are GS 15 and above. The preference would be SESs. And the reason for that is those are senior executives. They are the equivalents of general officers. And typically the SES civilians are more recognized in the community. Um, And that is the best way to represent yourself and sell yourself. But again, don't panic if you don't know that many yet. Just do the best you can. But again, make sure your references know you're in the AIM marketplace so that they can be the best advocates for you when that phone starts to ring. And I'm going to share an example AIM resume. Also, I'm going to share the tip sheet for you all from HRC. Now, why do I say this is also a tool for interviewing? Well, when it comes to the interviewing, I would say interviewing, the best way you can go about it to make yourself memorable is to tell your story. Now, the easiest way to tell your story is the CAR method. The C stands for challenge, the A for action, and the R for the result. So it's kind of like a book. You start with what the challenge is, and then the meat of the book is how you action that challenge. And the end result is the end, the conclusion of the chapter. But you can use that AIM resume as you're kind of identifying what was a great training event for me that really stood out that I learned something. How was it challenging? What was the end result? So as you're building and writing your AIM resume, you're getting a template for interviewing. For example, in my assignments, I put on here that I had led a team in strategic restructuring planning for a transition for a larger organization. And so in that strategic restructuring, one of the challenges that I had faced was making sure that we looked at it from a capability perspective 
with the personnel slotting and authorizations versus putting people's names and faces to those positions, which made it more personable. And the group struggled with making decisions for the best restructuring for the strategic mission. So I had to take a step back and coach the team through, we can't put faces to these. We have to think of it through capability. Now, in shaping the mindset of the planning group, I was able to make sure that we met the suspense for the strategic structuring plan. And when we proposed the courses of action, we found that the course of action was supported and we were able to move forward with no delay in our timeframe for the transition. Now, I just took one bullet off of my example AIM resume and was able to tell you a short story that personifies a challenge that I dealt with and how I was able to get through that through my actions and an end result. Now, I know it sounded very basic, but again, this is an example. You have to delve into your story and your assignments and the unique experiences you've been a part of. But if you are able to do that work, you're going to use that AIM resume as your little go-to guide for doing great things on your interview. Now, with that being said, please make sure you practice, practice for your interview. But I know all of you are going to do great out there. And I just hope a few of these tips on your AIM resume helps you to refine your AIM resume so that you can be successful and you can be the best career manager for you and get the job that you want. So thanks for joining us today. Again, I'm going to share these resources on the LinkedIn page for Be All You Can Be MSC podcast. Thank you for joining us. Don't miss the next episode of the Be All You Can Be MSC podcast. Subscribe now and join our vibrant community of ambitious professionals who are taking their careers to the next level. The opinions shared on this podcast are the personal opinions of the guests and the hosts. They do not reflect the official position of the Medical Service Corps, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. government.